The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's Anthony Gazenza with CincyJungle.com. I hope you're doing well on this Thursday evening. It's probably late for some of you, but the Bengals just wrapped up their third preseason game of 2019 and third under the the Zach Taylor regime. It unfortunately was another loss, but I think for most who watched the game, heard about the game, read about the game, I think most would tell you that there were a lot of signs of encouragement throughout the game. Uh, signs of improvement from this week from the previous two games so I think there's a lot to be happy about we're going to talk about that we'll be here for just a little bit here I'll try and take some questions and comments from all of you thanks for joining as I mentioned it's probably a little late for some of you but uh, for others it it may be a little early hopefully you've had a chance to uh, somehow watch the game be it in person or whatnot but um and, and hopefully you're enjoying your evening regardless. But Bengals lose to the Giants 25-23. It was kind of a weird game, especially towards the end, but yet a relatively clean game. Um, if you want to you know, point to Zach Taylor, I, I found two things very interesting and, and two things that I thought could be that Bengals fans can, and the team can hang their hat on, one of which was the penalty factor. So In the first two games, the Bengals had 11 penalties each against the Chiefs and the Redskins. This week, just five. And most of those came later on with backups and and other players who may not get a lot of time uh, or haven't had a lot of time. That's kind of where those penalties mostly occurred. So very clean game from the first units, which is really something you want to see in what's known as the dress rehearsal, quote-unquote. So... Um, you know, you got to like that from a coaching standpoint. That was something that Zach Taylor preached throughout the week uh, since the, the game against the Redskins and the Bengals responded. Furthermore, Cincinnati's quarterbacks, you know, Zach Taylor was brought here to be a quarterback whisperer, his offensive prowess. Three Bengals quarterbacks played varying degrees of snaps and whatnot, and all three played very well. Now, Jeff Driscoll was not playing. He, he had an injury, so he, was not, he did not suit up. But between Andy Dalton, between Ryan Finley, and between Jake Dolagata, 
Those three guys finished 31 of 42, which is about a 78% completion percentage, over 350 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. So from that standpoint, you have to really like what the coaching is doing to that group. And uh, a lot of confidence, a lot of nice throws being made from all three quarterbacks to a number of different wide receivers. Speaking of wide receivers, pretty interesting night there. Out and Tate got the start, but unfortunately left in the first quarter. He made a catch and then left. He had a knee injury. No word on how severe that is as we sit here Thursday night, but made a nice catch and unfortunately had to leave the game. And, you know, I say unfortunate not only because of the injury, but because he is grinding for a spot. It may not mean that much uh, in terms of his roster chances because he got the start. But, you know, Damian Willis had an excellent night. Uh, you know, he had the, he had the touchdown grab, 55 yards and, and a few catches. He had a great night. Josh Malone had a touchdown catch late in the game. Um, you had other guys stepping up and making plays. So, you know, this scrum at wide receiver is something to note. Auden Tate, again, injured his left knee. Weren't No word on how serious or how severe, but um, if it is something that is serious, it could pave the way for one of these guys to end up making the final roster, especially with the fluid situation with A.J. Green. So, um, you know, you can – a good point here by Aaron Parks. I'm not sure we call this a, quote, dress rehearsal, according to the coach. Stars didn't even play a whole quarter. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on – you know, how you want to look at it. But, I mean, for the most part, this is really the most extensive action that the starters, important role players, all of that um, kind of were, were showing and or played this week. So, you know, in terms of other positives, there's a lot more to take. Carl Lawson looked very good in limited snaps, limited reps, had a sack and a forced fumble. Um, Rodney Anderson, my goodness, the sixth-round running back, the second running back, the Bengals, took suited up for the first time, hasn't played in almost a year, hasn't played football in almost a year, never obviously in the NFL because he's a rookie, had about five or six wow plays today, mostly on catches, one or two were on runs, and then he also was showing some nice work as a blocker, picking up blitzes, so really good night for Rodney Anderson, and that running back group suddenly, again, looks very deep with Joe Mixon, Gio Bernard, you got Anderson, Travion Williams went healthy, a couple of other guys that probably won't make the final roster, but, uh, you know, Quentin Flowers had had a couple of nice moments towards the end of the game. Uh, the Jordan Ellis kid had a couple of nice moments too. So um, a lot of talent in that running back room and, and probably some tough cuts will occur there, unfortunately, for the Bengals. Moving on, um, you know, some of the negatives – uh, the special teams, uh, once again, was an up-and-down evening there. Randy Bullock hit a nice 50-yard field goal, so you gotta you got to feel comfortable about that, especially after last week he missed one, and Vizcaino, Tristan Vizcaino, the second-year kicker, hit a 57-yarder, and people are going, what's the deal? You know, why is there not a competition here? Bullock hits a 50-yarder, not really known too much for hitting those with frequency, but Showed a great leg there, so you got to like that. But at the end, the Bengals special teams group um, likely filled with a lot of reserves, but got to go back and watch the film on exactly who was in there. But um, let up a, a back-breaking punt return touchdown, and that ultimately was kind of what cost the Bengals the game. They ended up marching down um, a couple of times towards the end of the game, once to take the lead and then obviously to play catch-up after that punt return and never regain the lead. So, um, you know, unfortunately um, – 
Cincinnati came up short, but it doesn't really feel truly like a loss, number one, because it's preseason, but number two, because I think you can kind of hang your hat on the fact that this was the best performance by the Bengals this uh, overall this uh, this preseason this summer. And, you know, I think that's kind of what you want out of out of week three. Uh, looking at some of these uh, comments and questions here, Paris Blair, Willis definitely earned himself a spot, meaning Damian Willis. Yeah, he, he played very well, made a couple of highlight catches, did have one drop, but, um, you know, it wasn't anything, you know, super significant, but really a a good night for him, a good night for a lot of guys. And I think that's where you kind of want to, aside from the quarterback stats that I mentioned and all that, that's kind of what you want to feel good about guys returning to the lineup and, and showing, um, you know, showing effectiveness right away. I'm referencing Lawson and and Rodney Anderson. Um, Willis fighting for a a roster spot and just every week seeming to do more and more to get himself that spot. Um, So, yeah. And this is a a person who's overlooked here. Nathan Ayer says, Willis looking great. Jordan Willis, yeah, he looks good this, this preseason. A renewed energy. Maybe it's the coaching staff. Maybe it's also because he's going up against many backups. He's not really going up against the starters. So, um, you know, still a valued guy, I think, as a rotational defensive lineman. Going to be hard to get rid of him. Going to be hard to get rid of Kerry Wynn. Um, I think both those guys probably make it. And, you know, obviously there's going to be some interesting rotation between those two guys and Lawson and Sam Hubbard and, and all of those guys up front. Ryan Glasgow, I thought, had a couple of nice moments. Another guy who came back from injury um, had a couple of nice moments against the Giants as well. So, um you know, we'll, we'll see. Yes. Alberto Romero, you see Anderson out there though. Fire. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. He, he had a lot of great plays. Um, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> Deborah Shield says, we all know now we all know why Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator has been coaching at a lot of teams. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I, I will say there were signs of some struggles, especially as the later units came on the field there were signs of struggle in the early parts of the preseason from his unit, but I thought the first unit with Geno Atkins back in there with Carl Lawson back in there with Ryan Glasgow back in there. I think that first kind of unit and or rotational guys, I mean, they really, they played pretty well. They only let up three points midway through the second quarter when most of those guys were kind of cycling out of the lineup. Um, I get that there was, you know, a, a field goal that was made and they went for it on fourth down that may have been another field goal because if, if it were not for preseason, but I mean, three points is, is pretty good from your starters and or rotational guys. So you got to like at least what the first unit showed. There were some issues still that are prevalent there. The linebackers are hit and miss in terms of their play. The opening drive that netted a field goal was a 15 play drive. So the giants were moving, but um, you know, for the most part, if you kind of look, just at the scoreboard, uh, three points in about a quarter and a half work from your your major contributors on defense. I guess you kind of gotta gotta like that one too. Um, there are uh, a, a number of uh, there are a number of different aspects that uh, were also not not that great. You know, um, unfortunately, I don't want to call just one one guy out and in particular, but O'Shea Dugas, or, or Duga, however you want to say his last name, I've heard it pronounced both ways, 
He uh, got some work at left tackle and looked completely overwhelmed, completely confused, uh, let up two sacks in a single drive. Um, it was a miracle the Bengals ended up getting a field goal out of that drive. And it just kind of shows, I mean, you had Andre Smith starting at left tackle today, a position he has rarely played at the NFL level and it was never really drafted to be a left tackle as into the NFL. He started at left tackle for the Bengals tonight. Dugas came in in relief, led up two sacks. Um, so this it kind of tells you how paper thin that tackle group is with the Cincinnati Bengals. And, um, you know, there's there's still the, – the offensive line is still a work in progress. I did like that they did not let up a lot of penalties, the opening group that is. Um, you know, they, they the Bengals were moving the ball a bit uh, towards the end of the first quarter – um, with the Dalton touchdown to C.J. Uzama. But, you know, for the most part, um, they couldn't get the run game going, any unit, uh, and they're kind of doing a shell game, right? I mean, the, Billy Price was playing all the way, I think, into the third quarter, playing right guard. He was playing center. I mean, they're moving him around. Same thing with Trey Hopkins. John Jerry was in there in the second and third quarters. So they're trying all kinds of different looks, all kinds of different formations, and you got to kind of credit them for that, I guess, but at the same time, we're a couple of weeks away from the opener here. They got to figure this out. They got to get a, a cohesive and productive unit up front. I mean, we say this almost every week, so they got to get that going. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com. We'll be here for just a few more minutes. Um, you can get all the news, opinions, analysis, breakdowns of the Bengals' loss 25-23 against the Giants at home, their preseason home opener, on CincyJungle.com. You can also check out our podcast, The Orange and Black Insider. We do that weekly. We have these reaction posts in there um, in the audio and video channels, and you can get the show on all kinds of different uh, uh, platforms, podcast platforms. So check us out and keep your eyes peeled to CincyJungle.com throughout the rest of the preseason for final cuts and obviously into the regular season. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh... I'm I'm curious, Zane Daniels, CincyJungle.com, best in the business. Thanks, Zane. Appreciate it. Good good group of folks we have working at CJ. Um, I'm I'm seeing uh, Alberto Romero. That Seattle game is going to be scary. Yeah, we'll see. You know, they they were talking in the telecast tonight. They were talking about you know the Bengals' schedule and who they have coming to to Paul Brown Stadium. Obviously, kind of trying to sell you some tickets. It sounded like, but um, when they were doing that, you know. There, there are a stretch of games that seem very winnable. There are a stretch of games that seem very daunting, um, especially from, you know, the Jacksonville defense was mentioned. They Them coming to Cincinnati, that's a, a test, um, especially with this offensive line situation that, that we were just talking about. It's, um, you know, there's a lot there that needs to be fixed, reworked, and all of that. So um, 
that's that's going to be a key. That position group and, of course, linebackers are going to be the key as we go forward. Again, Bengals lose to the Giants 25-23, but it was a pretty close game throughout. Uh, really kind of some fluky plays at the end. A, a punt return touchdown uh, in the fourth quarter by the Giants kind of sealed the win as well as a two-point conversion after. So um, kind of sealed the win uh, there for them. The Bengals made a run of it and tried to, to come back, rally back, but – fell a little bit short and um, you know, the Bengals are now one and two in the, in the preseason. They close up with a home game against the Colts. And then of course it's off to Seattle for week one there. Um, You know, I I'm seeing a lot of stuff in the, in the comments here. Um, Dominic Perino, Josh Malone, finally making some plays. Um, yeah, J- Josh Malone was looked pretty good. It's actually a a pretty pretty talented wide receiver group um, that the Bengals have. Now, again, we haven't seen them really get extensive snaps against starting defenses. At least some of these guys, Cody Kors, Josh Malone's, you know, the guys of that nature. But um, you know, they're they're putting up numbers. They're they're doing some things, and it looks like they're responding to Zach Taylor's system and and. Um, you know, putting up some, like I said, putting up some numbers, which is what you want to see. And obviously all those guys know they're in a roster scrum, right? Um, they're probably not going to keep more than six, definitely not more than seven. And obviously they'll probably only dress probably five. Um, and then, you know, that situation may change once AJ Green comes back. We don't know what's happened without him, Tate and how serious that injury is that he suffered. So um, kind of a fluid situation at receiver, but um, the – I think there's some productive guys that will be there on the team. And, um, you know, it's good to see some guys stepping up in the wake of, of injuries at that position. Uh, I see a question here. Is Finley going to take snaps with the ones next week? I, I would think absolutely. I, I think maybe a series at most from Andy Dalton and company, and then you're going to see a lot from Ryan Finley. Hopefully Jeff Driscoll uh, will be back after he, his injury that he has suffered. And then probably a lot from Jake Dolagata. Um, Dolagat is probably going to be a guy that they'll keep on the practice squad. Huge. He's got a good arm. Uh, he is. He was looking great in spring. Kind of quieted down a little bit in training camp, but uh, had a nice showing tonight with two touchdown passes and uh, you know a, a high completion percentage there. So a good night for him. Um, I think you know I, I'm seeing some negative comments and uh, some people defending the Bengals and everything uh, to some of those negative comments coming here. Yeah, I mean. again, the preseason is is really hard to gauge as to where a team really is at this point in time, right? I mean, you can can look at at these positives that I'm talking about. You can look at the negatives I'm talking about and weigh them out. But, I mean, truthfully, as uh, I think the – as – I can't remember who it was who who said it in here, but someone mentioned, you know, hey – this, this team hasn't really shown – they haven't really fielded the full starting group on offense and defense yet. Darquez Denard has yet to play in the preseason. He's a valuable member in that secondary. Uh, Geno Atkins just got some snaps this week. Carl Lawson just got some snaps this week. Ryan Glasgow, Joe Mixon didn't play tonight. Gio Bernard, limited snaps this week. No Travion Williams, a guy who's probably going to be – I mean, so – I mean, the list goes on and on still – 
the Bengals need to figure out what's going on on the offensive line. They need to be able to mask some deficiencies on defense, particularly at the linebacker position, when all of those guys are back. And maybe, as has been the case over the past couple of games here, maybe some of those deficiencies will be masked with a, with a solid pass rush. We saw some of that occur once again tonight after it occurring against Washington. So um, hard to really get a gauge on things. I guess you could say, even though this was a loss, you can say that this was an improvement in play overall by the team as opposed to the first two weeks. This was a much more enjoyable brand of football to watch, much fewer mistakes, much fewer mental mistakes. So you have to to like that, and that's usually a sign of improvement in the preseason. And uh, you have to like that it was in what's known as the the most important preseason game of the summer, game number three. Uh, Seeing a lot of other comments and questions. Um, Unfortunately, we're going to get out of here just – you know, a little pressed for time, but we appreciate you tuning in again. I know it's late for some of you, but hopefully you enjoyed watching the game despite the result and keep it to cincyjungle.com. Check out our podcast in the SB nation family of podcasts. And we'll keep giving you these updates uh, as breaking news happens, obviously post game analysis with the preseason and in the regular season. Appreciate you all tuning in and uh, we'll see you next time.